0: experienced mockings, discouraging, chains, imprisonment, stoned, sawn in two, tempted, put to death by sword, wrapped up in sheepskins, goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, of men and women whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. Now, I'm going to explain another verse in this moment. I want you to listen carefully. Here's what he's saying. Many of those who trusted God were delivered Many of those who trusted God went through the sacrifice of giving their lives. But here's what he says, and this is so important. Verse 39, and all these, those who lived extraordinary lives and came out victorious in battles, those who lived extraordinary lives and lost their life in the process or gave it up, verse 39, all these having gained approval through their faith, they trusted God. Remember what he said? Listen, in order to please God, we must trust Him. If there's one thing you and I owe Him, it is our trust to believe Him, to accept His promises as true, to live by them, to walk in them, and to serve Him by them. And He says all of these, whether it be people like Joshua and Moses and Abraham and David, are people whose names are not listed, but they all obeyed God. What more greater reward than to have the approval of God? Many people do many great things in life as far as the world is concerned. They have no approval of God. But you, somebody thinking that you're unimportant and that your life doesn't count, when you and I walk through difficulty, hardship and pain and trial, and we trust Him, we are faithful to Him, we live by faith, we follow His promises, He's our comfort and our strength and our power. The world may not know it, But God does what? He speaks his word of approval. Well done. Now, I want you to notice this last part because I don't want you to leave wondering what in the world this meant. Look, if you will, in verse 39 again. And all these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised. Now, mm -mm, what does that mean? Here's what it means. It means that in those days, they were looking for the Messiah, they had been taught that the Messiah was coming. And so, what happened was they died before the Messiah came. And so, when the Scripture says that they did not receive the promise, it simply meant they did not live through the period that came, when the New Testament came. For example, they died before the Messiah was to come. And then he says, so that apart from us they will not be made perfect. That is, it is the atoning death of Jesus Christ that makes it possible for us to be perfected in the eyes of God. When we leave this earth, because of that atoning death of Jesus Christ, the shed blood of Jesus, every person who has trusted Him, trusted in the Lord God, Jehovah in the Old Testament, perfected in the eyes of God. Now, here's what we've simply said. You can either choose to live your life by faith, trusting, listen, in the awesome promises of the living God, and watch him lift you out of the ordinary to become an extraordinary Christian, in whose life God is doing the most unusual things. Or you can be so foolish as to ignore the opportunity of watching God work in your life in the most awesome fashion. It is my prayer that what you've heard, you will apply to your life and then watch God work. One thing I can assure you. Will there be trials? Yes. Tests? Yes. Difficulties at times? Yes. Joys? Yes. Happiness? Yes. Peace? Yes. Contentment? Yes. Assurance? Yes. Unspeakable things happen in your life? Yes. But you have to make a choice. You're gonna settle for the settle for life that you have? Or do you want it to be extraordinary? The life that God has planned for you from the very beginning. Amen? Amen. And Father, we thank you for the awesome lives that have been lived before us, beautiful examples of what all of us really deep down inside really want to be like. We ask you to so work in us that we'll be so dissatisfied with living anything else but obedience to you. And by faith, stir us up, God, motivate us, move us to do the right thing. Now we know what the truth is. And we pray that you'll enable us to take whatever that first step is in every individual's life, to step up on a higher level than we've ever lived before, in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: You're listening to In Touch the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Christians who exercise their faith in God can expect trials, hardship, and heartaches. But in those difficult moments, we can choose to believe God's promises, trust His faithfulness, and look for His provision. He is trustworthy, even when life looks different than we imagined. To listen again, click today on radio at InTouch.org. And if you'd like to have a copy of Dr. Stanley's complete message, you can order it from our online bookstore. The title is The Life of Faith. It's also part of his Extraordinary Life teaching set. Our web address again is intouch.org or call 1 800 INTOUCH. If you prefer, you can write to us at INTOUCH, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia 30357. Are you careful about who you choose to admire and emulate? We'll hear a caution to resist peer pressure just ahead in today's Moment with Charles Stanley.
2: Trusting God each day can be a challenge, but working to grow that trust brings greater joy and peace than we could ever find on our own. In Trusting God with Today, the 365-day devotional from the teachings of Dr. Charles Stanley, we are encouraged to believe in God's love and rest in His purpose for us. Available now at intouch.org slash today. In our spiritual journey, we often have questions. How do I know God's will for my life? Does God hear my prayers? Why do bad things happen? The answers are found in the Word of God. But how do we know where to start? The free In Touch devotional can help point you in the right direction with biblically based content from Dr. Charles Stanley. You'll gain insight and wisdom through daily devotions, Bible studies and more. The In Touch devotional, delivered monthly to your mailbox. Subscribe for free at intouch.org/daily.
1: You're listening to In Touch. What influences the decisions you make? With insight for believers, here's a moment with Charles Stanley.
0: Too many of God's people look around at society and instead of focusing on the will of God, they want to be like somebody else. They want to act like them. They want to talk like them. They want to sing like them. They want to dress like them. They want to live like them. They want to have the same pleasures the unbelieving, ungodly have. And so then they wonder why God doesn't bless them, and why God doesn't work in their life in unusual ways. They think they're living by faith when they, listen, they're living by the influence and the pressure of the society around them. Well, listen, imagine Noah, for example, there's so much pressure today. When he didn't have anybody but his family and a whole, listen, all of society around him said, you ought to go over there and watch what this guy's doing. He's doing the most ridiculous thing. Why is he doing that? Because the will of God. God told him, I'm gonna cover this earth with water, and there's not gonna be a thing left but you and your family. Suppose he'd have said, well, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Do you know why many people are living an ordinary life? Because they're not guided by the will of God. Opinion, feelings, influence of others, not the will of God. Ask yourself the question, what is the will of God for my life at this point? Are you willing to do that? If you're not willing to do that, what it says is, I don't believe him, I don't trust him, can't do it. Then you'll end up, my friend, with a lot less, far less than the person God wants you to be.
1: You can learn more about the believer's life of faith at inTouch.org. Tomorrow on InTouch, to become a Christian is to humbly receive a gift. To then be a Christ follower takes discipline. We'll hear about that aspect of living an extraordinary life Tuesday on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of
2: God and your faithful prayers and gifts. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Chuck Holson often described the importance of the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., In 2009, Chuck, along with his fellow authors, Dr. Timothy George and Dr. Robert George, cited Dr. King in the Manhattan Declaration, a statement of conscience regarding life, marriage, and religious liberty. In 1955, after only a year of pastoring a church in Montgomery, Alabama, Dr. King was selected to lead an organization that boycotted public transportation. This was in response to the arrest of Rosa Parks, who famously refused to give up her seat for a white passenger on a bus. With a remarkable speaking ability and his advocacy of peaceful protest, Dr. King became a primary voice of the civil rights movement. Chuck Colson would note three significant aspects of Dr. King's work. First, that he was deeply influenced by his Christian faith. Though a series of personal failures are now known to be sadly serial for Dr. King, The principles from which he spoke and wrote were undeniably Christian. Reflecting on Dr. King's time in Birmingham, fighting against segregation and for equal job opportunities for African Americans, Chuck noted the following. During his
3: Birmingham civil rights campaign, Dr. King required every participant to sign a pledge committing to do ten things. The first was to meditate daily on the teachings and life of Jesus. Others included the expectation that all participants would walk and talk in the manner of love, for God is love and pray daily to be used by God in order that all men might be free. To truly understand Martin Luther King, students must learn about his Christian faith.
2: It was at the very heart of what he did. Recently, sports commentator Chris Broussard and human rights expert Dr. Matt Daniels have produced a video series that emphasizes the biblical principles which inspired Dr. King's life and work. Dr. Daniels is particularly concerned that the Christian underpinnings of Dr. King's legacy are now being lost. You can find this series, which is called Share the Dream, at churchsource.org. In another commentary, Chuck Colson would note how Dr. King understood divine law as being the source of human law. King's greatest demonstration of this was, of course, his letter from a Birmingham jail, something that Chuck Colson would often refer to as, and I quote, the most important legal document of the 20th century. Here's Chuck Colson.
3: King defended the transcendent source of the law's authority. And in doing so, he took a conservative Christian view of law. In fact, he was the most eloquent advocate of this viewpoint in his time, as, interestingly enough, Justice Clarence Thomas is today. Writing from a jail cell, King declared that the code of justice is not man's law, it is God's law. Imagine a politician saying that today.
2: Based on this belief that God is the ultimate source of law, Dr. King insisted that any unjust law is, in fact, not a law at all. This was the basis of his view of civil disobedience, something that Christians not only could engage in, he believed, but must engage in as faithfulness. Here again is Chuck Colson describing Dr. King's view. One might well ask, he wrote, how can you advocate breaking
3: some laws and obeying others? The answer is found in the fact that there are two kinds of laws, just laws and unjust laws. One has not only a legal but a moral responsibility to obey just laws, King said. But conversely, one has a moral responsibility to disobey unjust laws. How does one determine whether the law is just or unjust? A just law, King wrote, squares with the moral law of the law of God. An unjust law is out of harmony with the moral law. Then King quoted St. Augustine. An unjust law is no law at all. He quoted Thomas Aquinas. An unjust law is a
2: human law not rooted in eternal or natural law. Take a moment today and read Dr. King's letter from a Birmingham jail. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint.
3: There seems to be no pity and no mercy from the clock. Racing from engagement to engagement. Fitting this in with that. Giving five minutes here and 15 minutes there. Yes,
1: time haunts us all. Billy Graham says the start of a new year provides a unique opportunity.
3: We look back over the failures, the mistakes, the missed opportunities and found that we will make better use of our time during the new year. Most of us never live up to our new year's resolutions. Moses in great humility said, so Lord, teach us to number our days. In eternity's scale of values, that day is lost which has no word of praise, no prayer of thanks, and no contact with God. Take time this year to get better acquainted with Christ.
1: We can help you do that. Call our 24-hour prayer line, 855-255-PRAY. That's 855-255-PRAY. We're the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association.